0: This is the Private Practice Workshop Podcast with John Clark, episode 13. There's been a lot of times in my own private practice where I've felt like I, I need to do more digital marketing, but there's only there's only so much I can do on my own. And it might take me six months to learn, let's say, how to do my own SEO, or I could hire someone to do it in, in six hours and be done with it, and they're going to do a better job. So one of the challenges I faced was... Um, who to turn to, who to trust, and also, um, uh, you know, getting priced out by these bigger marketing agencies. So I also saw this, this dilemma coming up a lot in uh, the, the coaching that I do with other therapists. So a few months ago, I decided to take matters into my own hands and I started to build uh, a digital marketing team for therapists. I grew that team uh, into a new company that I'm really excited to tell you about, and it's called Unconditional Media. Head over to www.unconditional.media to see what we're all about our bread and butter right now is, is offering SEO services and Google AdWords for therapists. Again, I've handpicked, uh, a team of digital marketing folks and trained them up over the course of these months and really, uh, really help them get familiar with the, the specific needs of therapists. We've also designed packages that, um, that, Uh, not only are uniquely designed for the needs of therapists, but also are going to be in budget uh, for therapists. So really excited to to announce that team and announce that new company. Again, it's Unconditional Media. Just go to www.unconditional.media to check us out. You can also get in touch there for a free 15-minute consultation, and we can tell you more about our services and figure out which one is going to be right for you all right today we 've got a really unique episode where i 'm sitting down with Katrina Kensington, who is the founder of Keen Dog Training in Charlotte, North Carolina. Katrina and her team are are actually the ones who trained uh, my therapy dog, Lucia, who sometimes uh, I talk about on here or on uh, on Facebook lives and stuff like that so Katrina um, really struck me right away as someone who knows how to build a brand and build a community around that brand. People talk about Keen Dog all the time around Charlotte, and she's done uh, some really clever things to um, to continue to build this, this brand in Charlotte. So um, without further ado, um, let's get into it. This is my talk with Katrina Kensington from Keen Dog. Let's dive in. All right, Katrina Kensington is on the show with us today. Katrina, I am so excited to have you and um, this show is all about variety, right? So I I think there's so much we can learn from different kinds of business owners and I couldn't think of anyone better than you to come and talk about um, how you've kind of started and promoted your business as a dog trainer. So welcome to the show and how's it going this morning?
1: Well, thanks, John, for having me. It's going well. I just got finished training some dogs, so it's how I like to start my days, and a little bit of workout sessions, so I'm ready to rock and roll.
0: Do you ever get sick of training dogs?
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't ever get sick of training dogs. I I'm like a dog. I don't like to sit still. So even quote unquote, if we have an off day, I can't do an off day. I'd rather just work some dogs or be out somewhere outside being active with the dog. So nope, I don't ever get sick of it. Which is a good thing.
0: Yeah, yeah, that is a good thing. You, Yeah, you do quite a bit of moving around, both getting to all the – you somehow cover a lot of ground in Charlotte, moving all around the area to do, do lessons and group classes and all sorts of stuff, and doing the actual lessons, you're moving around quite a bit. Um, and that's, I guess that's just part of the job, right?
1: Yeah. I mean, a lot of dog training companies do more facility-based training, and we just – wanted to separate ourselves. We don't believe that that's real life training for the majority of clients such as yourself. You're not going to go to a facility on a day on your own and train around 20 other dogs. So we like to be moving around. It's a little bit more work on our end, but it benefits the clients more and it's more fun as opposed to keeping in the same routine in the same location every single day.
0: Sure. Yeah. You get to see the dog in the context in which they will actually be living and behaving. Um, exactly. Yeah. So the way that I met Katrina was, of course, um, I we worked with Katrina and her company to um, to train my therapy dog Lucia, who some of some of the listeners know about or have seen pictures of. She is with me all the time, every day. She's a she's in my office every day. She works with clients, and um, it's really good marketing, I think, for Katrina and for Keen Dog because. Um, pretty much everywhere I go, people are like, that is such a good dog. What in the world did you do <laughs> to get such a good dog? And I end up telling them uh, about my experience with you. So um, that's just good marketing is, is the result of your um, your services are kind of seen in the actual animal and in the family and the clients that you work with, right?
1: Exactly and that's really what we want to push is of course our dogs as professional trainers should be awesome but we really want you to be a keen dog brand ambassador out and about with your dog and even you know utilizing the release command keen versus free or okay that's a unique way to spark up a conversation so that's a branding technique all in its own right there too. And then the bandanas that we do. Oh, sorry. No,
0: you're good. That was one of the points I wanted to ask you about because I realized as a business owner... At one point, once we were training Lucia, and now I end up... So basically, when you release the dog from the command, some people or some trainers will teach the dog to say free or free dog. um, But for Katrina and her team, it's Keen. You say the name of the brand, so it's always in your mind. You're saying it out in public. People are asking you about it. It's just really integrated um, into into the brand experience itself. And, And so it sounds like that's intentional.
1: Absolutely. And I do have to give credit to our trainer, Ashley Rodriguez. She's the one that thought of the idea and we thought it was brilliant. So we went with it. And it definitely, if you're out somewhere and somebody's like, wait, what did you just say? Cause it's not something you normally say. And then it again, sparks a conversation.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And then the bandanas, you were going to say something about that.
1: Yeah. So a lot of people, when they graduate a training company, they get a diploma and we just you know, paper one, you know, we're very environmentally friendly, so we try and save paper as much as we can. Um, but also, too, you're not going to be walking around Charlotte with your diploma showing everybody that you graduated a course. So instead, when our dogs graduate their one-on-one training, we give the dogs a keen dog bandana. So it's only exclusive to clients that go through the one-on-one training. So that way, when you're out and about with your dog, it represents a dog that has put in the work, learned, and is representing the brand, as well as the owner because we try and make it as fun and easy and achievable for everybody, but it can be work, especially in the first couple of weeks. So really pushing our clients through that, they should be proud to have a dog that wears a bandana and it shouldn't just be available to the open public.
0: Sure. Yeah, that's awesome. I, I want to dive more into your marketing strategies because you clearly have a lot of you, you do a lot for your marketing and your promotion of Keen Dog, and a lot of it is working well. Um, I also want to ask you, because um, this ties into your story, that about your rebrand. Because you went through a rebrand at some point, and I think it's relevant because a lot of therapists go through a rebrand, or they leave a group practice, or they decide, hey, I don't want to... I want to just see eating disorder specialists. And that's a big, scary deal. Like when we've worked for years to establish ourselves as one thing, and then all of a sudden you get thrown this curveball or you realize that one thing doesn't represent me or someone else is using it and I need to rebrand. Um, Where did you even start with that? And how did you walk through that process?
1: Uh, so the background, I've been training dogs professionally for seven years now, and I used to co-own another um, local company here in Charlotte, and me and my past business partner just saw the company going in different directions. My vision long-term is to really make an impact in the dog world. I believe that most dogs end up in shelters now because of behavioral issues. Obviously, spay and neuter is still a big deal, but I feel like that message has been put out there, and a lot of people are aware of that but most people aren't aware of training your dog and being proactive or even if you have an older dog that it's never too late to train your dog and then if they do go the dog training route they think of it as oh I have to train my dog and that's not what we want we want people to want to train their dog and and once they do train their dog such as yourself you can see possibilities are limitless of what you can do and it really enhances your life versus hindering your life. Um, so rebranding, when we decided to part ways, um, with my old company, we really wanted to put that brand first. And two, like I said earlier in the interview, a lot of dog training companies have a facility and we probably will in the future. It will be different just because, especially in these hot Carolina days, it is good to have a a hub. Um, but we also still want to be out and about. We want to customize it for everybody's lifestyle. It's not, One plus one is two for every single dog. Some dogs train differently than others, and your lifestyle is different than a family that has three kids that have soccer practice and dance practice. So as opposed to the dog being left at home, we really want to customize the training that the dog can go with them to these activities. Because then again, it just turns around into if that doesn't happen, then people are sick of the dog, and then they might get rid of it.
0: So you clearly sat down, and when you, started, when you started your current company, you got really clear on your vision and really your mission for the company. How, how, did you, how did you do that, and what was that process like?
1: Well, both myself and my husband, Phil Kensington, we absolutely love training dogs and changing the lives of both the human and the canine. Um, but like I said before, with Keen Dog, we wanted to go beyond just dog training. We envisioned building a community of not just dog lovers but also people who wanted to enhance their life with their well-behaved dog beside them.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So, and that, that lends itself really naturally into this idea of differentiating, right? Because the reality is just like there are a lot of therapists in the world and even in Charlotte, even in our area, um, there are a good bit of dog trainers right in the world. And, um, how did you differentiate yourself and what is kind of your philosophy for, um, for differentiating?
1: Uh, absolutely, there's a lot of dog trainers in the world, especially in Charlotte. Uh, we've traveled a lot for the business and also personal, and we definitely see that Charlotte is a hub of dog trainers. And there's a lot of good dog trainers. There's some that I don't agree with, but the main thing is that they're trying to change the lives of dogs. I believe that every dog trainer has the right state of mind going into it. And how we wanted to differentiate is to really create a lifestyle around the dog training instead of just doing the same thing over and over. We really wanted to push the envelope on what your dog can do with you um, that you should have your best friend around with you all the time.
0: So I want to really highlight that for a second because I think <clears throat> a lot of therapists in private practice have a hard time differentiating themselves. Um, just like I, I imagine a lot of dog trainers get into the business for similar reasons, right? You're, you're good at it. You love animals. Um, you, you believe in training dogs to be good dogs and be an integrated part of the family's life. But you you have to go beyond that, right? It's not enough just to really like dog training and like dogs and to be good at it, right? You, You actually have to go beyond that. And I think it does come back to kind of your, your purpose for doing it and kind of connecting with your why that's kind of the language we use a lot as therapists. Um, and it sounds like you, you took that part really seriously and you continue to stay really connected with that in all of your branding, right. And all of your, your, your marketing.
1: I believe so. And it's really important to, to connect with the community, not just your clients, but other local businesses There's a lot of people that are out there that would love to talk to you and even other dog trainers. That's that's a problem I find in our industry, and I'm not sure if it's the same with yours, Mm -hmm. but people are very closed minded and it's either your way or the highway. And we always are evolving. Uh, We don't believe that what I did six years ago should be doing what I'm doing now or six years from now. We obviously always tested on our dogs first and, you know, if we have immersion dogs or boarding dogs before we start to infiltrate it to our clients, but it's good to evolve and that's really important.
0: That's interesting um, because I think there's a similar dynamic in in mental health and private practice in that um, there are a lot of different ways of doing therapy and some some practitioners will say there's a right way or that everything should be, you know, evidence-based versus more expressive therapies or experimental therapies. Um, and so there is a bit of a divide, I think, in terms of philosophy and how we actually help people. Um, and I think a lot of therapists tend to stay kind of closed off, especially in private practice, because you can just be this solo practitioner behind closed doors and do very little marketing. Um, and not really have a lot of connection to your community. And you, sure, you can find some success that way. But also, is that really going to be fulfilling? And are you also truly a part of the community that you're serving? Um, you, I know you have uh, a number of partnerships. I keep seeing Keen Dog partnering with different, um, different groups and kind of related services in the community. How... Can you tell us how you navigate a partnership? How do you know if it's a good idea, if it's working, or even have you ever had a partnership where you've had to, to end it?
1: Uh, well, my last partnership with my previous company, I had to end it, and that was for the benefit of both of us. I wanted us both to be happy, and I knew that if we stayed in it, we both wouldn't be. Um, but partnering with other companies, the important thing is is work ethic. I believe in people that are passionate about their business and also willingness to work together as opposed to working on their time or our time. We're in this equally together and we want to promote other businesses that we highly believe in. So we don't promote another company that we don't utilize their services or we don't go to. So a couple of our partners, the Waggle Company, they're a dog walking company. They're amazing, very, very hard work ethic. And they GPS track all their walks, they send you updates, their pricing's amazing. Um, VetWorks in Charlotte, the Dr. Jen, she's the best vet I've ever been to. She, our dog Zoe, has always been nervous, and she will block off the appointments to make sure that we do um, her vet appointment in the lobby so it's not as stressful. And then also the dog salon is another one of our main partners. And the, the fun thing, too, is they're all women-based. Mm-hmm. So it's good to support other local women business owners, too.
0: Can you say more about that and just speak for Speaking from your own experience as to what it's like being a female business owner.
1: I've grown up a lot in this industry. I'm 29. I'll almost be 30. So I guess I've been doing this for seven years. So I was young coming into it, but I've always felt like I've been before my years. But I can definitely say that sometimes if I go into a consultation or talk to a business owner, that might be an older gentlemen per se they might look at me like hey who's this young buck coming in but once I start to talk to them and show them who I am my passion and my work ethic then I gain that respect from them so I really feel it's important I obviously our society is changing and I feel like the women workforce is increasing obviously but it's still important to back other like-minded women that are putting a stamp on the world and changing it because I'm one of them so I like to
0: support other ones Absolutely. So yeah. And the benefit of these partnerships, um, I mean, you, you kind of help propel one another forward, right? It's, it's, it's a partnership in the truest form of the word that it, um, that it helps both parties right it's mutually beneficial um and and going back to the just i think navigating being a female business owner or even being younger that is very applicable to um a lot of therapists and a lot of therapists in private practice and people will ask you about your age or how long have you been doing this and um i i find that one of the most the best things you can do is really just to just to kind of acknowledge that that dynamic is there and someone might be doubtful, but then to kind of say, Hey, let's, let's work together a bit. Um, and we could readdress this again if you feel like my age is, um, you know, is an issue or is something that's going to get in the way. Um, And I used to have to do that a lot at the beginning of my career as a therapist, because people would just think, who, you know, what does this 23 year old guy know about life and, (laughs) and suffering? And I would just say, I totally hear you. I think that's a normal question. Can we talk about it again at the end of the session and see if it's still a concern? So, um... But you're, you're aware of that dynamic going into certain interactions, but it sounds like you just kind of stick stick it out and also just tr- try to focus on providing really great uh, value and kind of speaking your, your truth through that.
1: Absolutely. And once people get to know me, they know I'm a workhorse and I provide content to them and value to them as you found us through our social media, which I'm sure we'll mm-hmm. get into more. I always direct them to check out our YouTube page. There's a lot of free information out there as opposed to hiding it. I want them to know who I am before they actually meet me. And I'm sure a lot of people do the research before, but I'm sure some people don't. And that's just face-to-face, just getting to know them better and really listening as opposed to just talking.
0: Absolutely. Katrina, what is, how would you describe your philosophy on, on marketing?
1: Well, marketing is a broad subject really these days and encompasses so much of what we do every day, and that's for every business, both large and small. How the world sees you and what you're putting out there defines who you are. Especially in today's social media sharing world, it is important to stay on the cutting edge, looking to constantly improve how you're sharing your message to the world and stay true to who you are at the same time.
0: Yeah, that's pretty... Man, there's a lot to take from that. Um, this idea of an audience or, let's say, a potential client getting getting the sense that they already know you before they even pick up the phone, why, why is that so important and how do you accomplish that?
1: When training their dog, dogs are almost, I'm not a mother, so I hope nobody takes this the wrong way, mm-hmm. but they're a child to oh, a lot no of people. Oh, there's no doubt, yeah. So for you to trust me to one come into your home, work with your dog, or two we do board and trains, we also do boarding for our clients for you to trust me to have your dog and have their best interest in mind, that's that's a big factor. So it's always a good thing for people to know you inside and out and I believe having a presence on all the social media platforms gives people the opportunity to learn as much as they can about me and the other trainers at King
0: doc. There's this idea of, um, you know, creating kind of like an affirmative experience for someone through your marketing where, um, let's say they see you on their Instagram and they resonate with some photo or even of your mission statement. And this idea that kind of like everything that happens next in your, in these different touch points with a client or a potential client are really just to confirm what the client already knows, right? That, that, yes, I am this person. I really believe in uh, training a dog to fit your lifestyle. We work hard. We use technology to make things easier, you know, to schedule with us and stuff like that. Um, so it really is, you you continue to kind of convey your brand throughout the whole experience, right? It's not just in the Instagram posts. It's not just in the ads that you might run, right?
1: That's correct. I, I, our mission is clients, community and culture. And we hold true to that day in and day out. And it's not just getting you in the door. It's making sure that your experience is beyond what you expected. So even after Every training session, we email our clients notes and videos so that way throughout the week when they're working with their dog, it's a lot to learn in an hour. That sets them up for success. And then also doing group classes for the life of the dog in different areas. We do paddle boarding class at the Whitewater Center. We do hikes. I mean, we'll take a great trip up to the mountains. We'll do trick classes. We'll go to a brewery. We'll walk the light rail. And then more structured classes in big open parks as well. But it's really making the entire experience what we want you guys to experience like we do. We travel the country with our dogs. We hike with our dogs. We, we go and have a glass of wine at a winery with our dogs. And there's no reason why other people shouldn't be allowed to live that life too.
0: Yeah, that's, that's awesome. And that's a big part of what I think drew us to you as well, is that we didn't want We actually delayed getting a dog for a while, my partner and I, for the sake of like, I don't know, like we're not settled, we don't have this big backyard, or whatever it is, you could find these reasons as to where like you're gonna have to completely readjust your life to this dog. And in reality, again, it's like, how about we train her to be well-behaved enough to go to work with me or to sit with clients or to fly. Um, Actually, so Lucia flew with us to San Francisco about, gosh, I don't know, three weeks into our training with you and into when we first got her, which was like, all right, let's kind of put this thing to the test and, uh, and see how she does. But the the reality is we our life hasn't stopped because we have a dog and we don't we're, we're not hindered by it really she just enhances that and she's with us all the time um, so yeah we're real kind of testament to what you you guys do um, how how do you know if your marketing is working working right so I think a lot of therapists will. They, they think, okay, I know I need to do social media. I know I should rank higher on Google or do some SEO or, or run Facebook ads. like There's so many platforms through which to promote yourself. H- how do you know if something is working and how do you make those decisions for your business?
1: Well, marketing, it's, it's a tricky subject sometimes and there's Google Analytics, but I feel like they don't show the whole picture. What for us shows if our marketing is working is... One, if we have new clients coming in and then we always ask, um, we offer a free consultation for anybody that's interested in working with us. And we always ask at that consultation, how did they hear about us? So if they tell us YouTube, Google, or a referral from a friend such as yourself, um, we always make that note. So at the end of the month, we'll just track and see what platforms are doing well. And then also for us, if marketing is working, is also to continue to grow and excite our existing clients because The main thing for our business is word of mouth and referral based. We do obviously get some off of social media and like I said, Google, but the best consultations coming in and kind of like we know that they're going to go with us is if they heard about us from a friend because Mm -hmm. you're our raving fan and Lucia is a testament to what we do and who we are. So once people see that and they book out a consultation, we know that that's most likely going to be a future keen dog. So making sure that our marketing is also exciting to you and we market towards our existing clients versus just obtaining new clients is very important.
0: So... Yeah. Wow. This, this idea of kind of exciting your current clients is I think a new one and definitely a new one for this show. Um, we focus so much in, in private practice on just getting people in the door, right? Um, just like anyone, <laughs> sometimes we get into this mode of desperation of, I just want people calling. I just want a client. I don't care who it is. Um, and then once they're in, there's not a lot we do other than we just try to do good therapy or do the, do good services for them. So, um, Something that makes us unique also is that we don't get a lot of, um, people don't really talk about their therapist much. Uh, I think we could spend a whole hour on that, but we don't get a lot of word of mouth referrals, right? Unless it's through like a doctor or a pediatrician or school counselor or something. But um, this idea of continuing to excite your current clients, why why is that so important and how do you do that?
1: Because your dog should be a keen dog ambassador, that's really what we strive for. You're, I truthfully want your dog to be better than mine. It's a high standard, but I will train your dog. You can come to all three group classes we have every week. And also in the private sessions, you say, hey, Katrina, I want to learn this. I'll do that for you because that's what's going to have you tell your friends, you've got to go with these people. They don't just tell you how to teach your dog to listen to you at home or just you know, sit on command they also teach your dog to you know not just walk off leash but walk off leash in the middle of a crowd um in the middle of freedom park or go paddleboarding again if that's your thing it's sure. really it's it's making sure that we want to have keen dog be the crossfit of dog trainers it's yeah. a cult yeah. and that's really what we're trying to brand and build and i know it's a little bit different in your aspect but i really feel like referrals are a big part of it i know therapy can be a a weird thing for people to talk about, mm-hmm. but I'm sure that if somebody has a really good experience with you guys, making sure that your current clients know that you appreciate them would be a big help for people that are in your industry.
0: Absolutely. I, you know, one of my visions really for, um, for my business and being in private practice is to become, a place and a brand that people talk about uh, in town that people know when they come to Charlotte Counseling and Wellness that any of the therapists at our at our company are they're great they're friendly they're up to date we use technology um, it's it's a good place, right? It's a place where you can get the help you need and you know you'll get a certain kind of experience when you come and work with us. Um, and by doing that, you know, we also, again, one of my bigger visions is to help reduce the stigma of mental mental illness and um, just mental health issues in general um, through just creating a, a notable brand and one that people can actually talk about. Um, so we, we have a long way to go with, with that, but it's certainly something to aim for. Um, well, so one, one last question, um, before we start to wrap up, I want to ask you, you have a clear idea of what your brand is, the kind of culture that you create through your brand. How do you convey that to the people who work with your company or even new people when they come on, how do you make sure that they are, um, it, it kind of, uh, embodying that brand as well?
1: We have very high expectations for our trainers and people will make mistakes but it's also owning up to, you know, hey, you know, maybe that dog wasn't up to par, but how do I learn from it and how do I make it better? Sure. Um, we're not a excuse-oriented company. We obviously results matter, but, you know, when we have a new trainer come on, it's about a six-month prog- process until I can trust them to do lessons on their own. They work with myself, Phil, and Ashley. She's been with us for almost three years now, um, first and foremost, and our dogs and dogs that are in our home before they start – Interacting with clients, and then two, it's always it's always a learning system. I just traveled to Illinois about three weeks ago for service dog specific training for um, PTSD dogs for veterans, and I learned some new techniques there. Some that I and I agree with, and I brought it back to our training company, and we've set up about three to four times a week with the trainers to show them what I've learned. And then there were some things, you know, I'm like, ah, you know, I'll pass on that. But that's again what's really important about us is that we have open mind and that we're always evolving and I believe that with our trainers too and making sure that they have the same heart for the clients you'll see in the dog world that there's some people that are just dog people they're not really people people they love dogs but they can't really interact with the human side and then you also see the other end of the spectrum that they're people people and they might not be so great with the dogs they might just be in it for the wrong reasons and we really want to make sure that our team is a people person and a dog person they're active they, they showcase our brand and who we are but have their own voice too because we're not all the same person and we really want everybody to have a unique look for themselves and be true to who they are but also have a hard work ethic and continue to challenge and grow themselves not just as dog trainers but as people
0: yeah i, I love it um katrina this has been great i i knew you would bring um just a lot of really valuable insight to our show and to, um, private practitioners. And I know people are probably taking a lot of notes and trying to figure out how can they create such a, a buzz and a culture and a community around, uh, around their brand and around their practice. So, um, is there anything you want to kind of leave us with in terms of like any uh, kind of concrete tips that you would offer for people who are struggling with their marketing? What, what would you say to those people?
1: Thanks, John. I've had fun being on here. It's my first podcast. (laughs) So thank you for having me. But Uh. a few concrete tips I would say is to get your audience involved. Also, the big thing right now, too, is community and local. And a lot of people say that they're involved in their community. But if they have a social media platform and they never respond to people that write something on a post, that doesn't really showcase that you're in the community. So make sure It is a hassle sometimes, you know, sometimes at 9.30, 10 o'clock at night, the last thing you want to do is necessarily respond to something, but you should, and you have to go that extra mile, especially if you're a small business owner, because your clients and the community will know that you do truthfully care. Um, Also, some other things that would be helpful is to make some swag, if applicable, that's, Mm -hmm. you know, like our bandanas, and then we do the Not Your Average Dog Owner shirts, so Not sure for your industry what would be the best? Yeah, no,
0: I think it can work, and it's really underutilized, but it's something that is on my to-do list for my my business.
1: Even pens. I mean, I have pens all the time, and if I have it out with your logo on it, then that's a conversation starter. So it's a little bit of money up front, but it definitely goes a long way.
0: Yeah. Yeah, And make it something that people can use, right? So whether it's pins or chapstick or a USB drive, or I I don't know, other, other little things like that. I think it can, it can go a long way if it's something that people actually want to use. Um, Absolutely. Awesome tips. I love it. Um, Katrina, what are, what's the best way for people to get in touch with you or to check out what you're doing?
1: Oh, well, you can go to our website, which is keendogtraining.com. That's K-E-E-N dogtraining.com. You can also follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube. Um, On Instagram and Facebook, it's at keendogtraining. We do not have a Twitter account. Some other person stole it. That's not really (laughs) legitimate. Um, And then my direct email is keendog.katrina, and that's K-A-T-R-I-N-A at gmail.com. If anybody has any specific questions, I'm a wide open book, and I'd love to chat with anybody.
0: Katrina, thanks for being here and spending this time with us. And I hope you have a great day training dogs.
1: Oh, I always do, John. Thank you. And hopefully I see you and Lucia at a class soon. I hope so.
0: We'll, we'll, we'll make it happen.
1: Sounds good, John. Well, you have a great rest of your day.
0: You too. All right. I hope you enjoyed this week's episode, and I so appreciate you uh, joining me and um, and being a loyal follower of this show and of Private Practice Workshop. So uh, again, I just I want everyone to be thinking about how can I build not only a strong brand but build a, a community around that brand. This makes so much sense for us because at the heart of things, we are. Um, we are community counselors, right? We are, we are community, um, uh, based, uh, uh, service providers really. So, um, just constantly be thinking about that and how you can use these tips from, from other business owners, even outside of our industry to keep growing your brand. All right. Like I said at the beginning of the episode, I'm really excited to announce um, our new company and our new digital marketing team for therapists at Unconditional Media. Head on over to www.unconditional.media to check us out. And from there, you can sign up for your free 15-minute consultation to uh, learn how working with us will take your business to the next level. All right. Thanks for being here. I'll see you next time.